Hey guys, I'm Naina and this is episode five of Make and Break, the DNAD podcast in conjunction with WPP. Throughout the series, I'll be chatting to a range of industry leaders with the help of some of the people who have been through DNAD's New Blood Academy. A little bit of background before we dive in. The New Blood Academy with WPP is a two-week accelerator programme. It's developed to set up young creators with all the skills they need for jobs in the industry. So in essence, it aims to develop the skills and mindset that the creative industry needs, but which education struggles to teach. So to date, it has propelled the careers of 250 young people, securing them jobs across the WPP network and into roles at BBC, Amazon, Google and Warner Brothers. So the aim of Make and Break is to help more people kickstart their creative career by sharing the learnings of the New Blood Academy beyond the walls of the Academy. In the last episode, we broke down the skill of thinking. So in this episode, we're going to focus on deadlines and how to use them to your advantage. Obviously, deadlines can seem like the biggest stress when it comes to creative work. But in this episode, we want to flip it around so deadlines aren't seen as the enemy, but something we can use to our advantage. So today we're joined by Laura, Chief Creative Officer and former president of D&AD. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for coming down. How are you doing? Yeah, really well, thanks. Good. Um, Can you tell us a little bit, just briefly, about what you do now? Yeah, so I run uh, my own agency Mm -hmm. with my amazing uh, partners and incredible team uh, just in Soho uh, called Mr President. Um, Really... You know, trying to, I guess, being being one of the only independent agencies really left in London at the moment. So mm. trying to do our own thing, trying to, uh, you know, kind of stick to creativity and uh, I guess stick to kind of bolder, bigger ideas. Nice. Lovely, yeah. lovely stuff. Um, we're also joined in the room by two creative partners who are part of the 2018 New Blood Academy, Elise and Karina. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hey, ladies. How are you doing? Good. Really good. How good. Are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. So um, <laughs> deadlines. How not to see them as the enemy and use them to your advantage. Uh, let's dive straight in. Elise, Karina, I know you've got some topics that you wanted to discuss. Definitely, definitely. Um, so we all know that deadlines are a big part of advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think that they actually kill creativity? No, uh, absolutely not at all. Um, I actually quite like deadlines. I like <laughs> I like the tension and mm. the adrenaline that you get from deadlines. It actually kind of, I find, helps the creative process rather than hinders it. You, mm. you want a decent amount of time to do stuff, obviously, but having a deadline rather than just letting things go on forever mm. um, is a really good way of sharpening your focus. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think it's frustration and pressure are a given part in the creative process? Oh my, yeah, again, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I think... Um, you often have a really a really kind of skewed idea about what it is to be a creative person before you start in the industry and there is a lot of you know there's a lot of frustration there's a lot of dead ends there's a lot of false starts there's a lot of stuff that gets halfway done and and dies or changes into something that <laughs> you know morphs into something else um you know and all of that is part of the creative process and i think you know a part of that as well is that, that having that pressure and having that deadline on you Mm. What do you think when the frustration sets in and the pressure hits you a bit? What do you think? What are some tips that you might give young creatives that to uh, make that process a bit easier? You know what? I think if there was one thing that I wish I had known right at the very beginning, or is just that belief in the creative process. That creative process is a really messy process. You know, you start off going 
this is really exciting. The brief's amazing. I'm going to create something brilliant. And then it's like, oh my God, I'm not going to get there. And this is all terrible. And <laughs> it's rubbish. And I'm rubbish. And, um, and then suddenly you find the idea and, you know, mm. come out the other end, like, God, no, it's brilliant. And I'm brilliant. And that roller coaster ride happens on every single creative process always. Mm. Um, but it took me years and years and years to be comfortable with that. So I was always like, God, but what if it doesn't happen? What if I don't get there? What if mm. I, and part of my job as a chief creative officer is actually to make sure the entire team is comfortable with that roller coaster ride and that the mm. creators aren't put under too much pressure because, you know, it that that is the process. Mm. <laughs> do you yeah. find it ever, do you ever find it hard explaining that process to people who are not in industry? Because I find that a real problem. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I guess so. Actually, I, I wish I had it with me and I wish there were pictures in a podcast. Maybe it's something that can go up with the podcast. We've actually got a poster at work which explains the process which in in really simple, kind of really funny way. Oh, really? <laughs> that we can point people to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so Elise and I have actually realised that we've had some quick um, turnarounds on some of our briefs like some of ours are a week two weeks some of them are an hour two mm -hmm. hours so what do you think do you think fast deadlines are uh, helpful for producing really creative work you know what I think there is a time and a place for both kinds of speeds of working mm -hmm. I think when you are coming up with the initial ideas you can really work at speed it's about quantity not quality per se you know you come up with a thousand ideas it's about getting <laughs> all the things that everyone else has thought of before kind of out of your system and getting to a new place. Um, when you are then spending time crafting, so that is crafting the art direction, crafting the copy, crafting the ideas. Um, it's when you are, you know, looking at actually what is right for the brand and working the brand elements, you know, and the sensitivity towards your client into the work that mm -hmm. takes care. So, um, uh, yeah, I think at different p parts of the process, you can be as fast as you like. I think you can come up with in great with great ideas in an hour. Mm -hmm. Will they be completely on brand and do the right thing for the brand? And are they going to be well-crafted? No. So mm -hmm. that's where you need to spend the time. Mm -hmm. Have you ever noticed that people really need the deadlines in order to work? Um, yeah, actually, I think everyone... I think it helps everyone to have a deadline. You know, some people are really self-directed, really self-motivated and can just get by on their own steam. But actually, I would say that's a minority of people. I think most people respond to to, to a deadline. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, do you have any projects that you do outside of work? Yeah. So um, I run a global volunteer organisation called She Says, which mm. sort of aims to get more women into the creative roles. Mm. Um, I, uh, do, I'm going to sound like a real woman. Um, <laughs> I really enjoy cooking. It's my stress relief. Oh, nice. So I do a lot of cooking. Um, and I also have an arts practice, which kind of goes up and down. So sometimes I'm making, this is the thing about deadlines. If I've got an exhibition coming up, I'll be making lots of art. If I don't have an exhibition coming up, I probably won't be doing anything. <laughs> so, yeah, that's when deadlines are good. <laughs> Elise and I have some projects that we work on outside yeah. of advertising. And we were just wondering what you think about um, putting deadlines on yourself. Like, do you think it's quite easy to put deadlines on yourself? Yeah, you know what? I, for work? Yeah, I, I always give myself deadlines for things. Mm -hmm. And I always have done. And I've found it just really it's a good way of 
of not only getting stuff done, but training yourself to be self-motivated and, mm. and, you know, being a, being a self-starter. So, you know, even when I was at school, I used to give myself kind of deadlines and this sounds really silly, but I also used to give myself treats. So, um, again, you <laughs> can't works. see, I've got some chocolate buttons in front of me. Yes. Um, but I, I work like that a lot where if I get something done, like to a decent standard at the right kind of time, I'll treat myself with a piece of chocolate or something like that. But I've just done that all my life. It's my way of motivating myself to keep cracking on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Does that ever happen that you feel so busy with work, though, that you don't know how to fit time in for your other projects? I have always said, um, like, time is... So when you're a student and you have no money, but you manage to kind of <laughs> survive That's with us. no money, yeah, mm -hmm. huh? and then you get your first job and you have slightly more money, but it doesn't seem to go any further, mm -hmm. it never gets really much better than that, no matter how much money you have. It always seems to, you know, you might get slightly nicer things, but it kind of seems to spread out. It's like the reverse with time. I think you can pack so much stuff mm. into the time that you have. If you really love it and you're really motivated by it, it's amazing how much you think you're really busy and you can't fit something else in and then something amazing comes along mm. and you can still manage to juggle. So I think, yeah, it's it's about being, being focused on the thing you're doing while you're doing it um, and doing stuff that you love. Do you have any tips for that? Like how to keep track of your self-initiated self initiated project? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I do keep a diary on my phone mm. and I put everything in there, like everything to do with my entire life is in there. So it's not just a work diary. And I find that is really helpful. What that's also really helpful uh, um, doing is making sure I'm scheduling like enough time because I because I love working and I love being busy and actually my problem is more just making sure I get a couple of you know I get some evenings off and yeah. I yeah. give myself enough time to think about stuff yeah. and <laughs> um, you know if I've got something really important coming up I'm just putting enough space in there so even mm. if I need thinking time I'll put the thinking time in my diary mm. and it's open to everyone in the in the agency and you know at home so <laughs> um, it just means that people can work their way around my time as well. Yeah, totally. Our professor actually told us that make sure you schedule time to get bored, like yeah. get bored and daydream. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You know, it, there's an art to saying no. And, you know, part of that is just making sure that you have enough time for yourself. Yeah, mm, definitely. Um, so what do you think about we're students and mm -hmm. we've been working all night, all day on creative briefs, sometimes till four in the morning. Yep. So what do you think about deadlines like that? Do you think it's healthy? <laughs> do you think you know <laughs> Yeah. I mean we all do it. We yeah. I, I still do it. Um, not all the time, <laughs> but you know, pictures and that kind of stuff. Um and I quite enjoy it because I like the adrenaline and I like that that feeling of kind of being up all night and wrestling with something and um But you can't do it night after night after night after night. And even if you can, you can't do it night after night when you're like in your 30s or in your 40s <laughs> or in your 50s, which is actually why our industry has such a big burnout rate. Mm -hmm. And so few really senior working creatives who are, you know, who are older, they tend to kind of, you know, be more managerial roles or what have you, step into other kinds of roles. Mm. Um, it's not healthy, but I think, you know, a little bit of it is fun. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Just not all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So a big part of the creative process is working in a team, like with mm -hmm. other people. Mm -hmm. So do you ever 
like when we were at the academy, we had to work in teams towards a final pitch. And we were all in teams at different agencies. And there was really a big difference between how some teams worked. Some really worked well together. Some really didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, So do you think that, yeah, what what do you do about that when there's different approaches towards teamwork in a group? Yeah. um, Well, I... I guess coming at it from another way. So I um, co-founded something called the Great British Diversity Experiment a couple of years ago, and it was the mm. largest sort of practical experiment in kind of how diverse creativity works, and you know whether you get better work out of diverse, more diverse teams, and what the drawbacks were. And what we found is uh, the the role of I guess kind of leader, in inverted commas, whether that's creative director or mentor or what have you. Mm-hmm is super important and it's not the it's not the way that we all imagine it is you know when we think about a creative leader creative director often we're thinking about you know someone that, that kind of real alpha character who mm. gives a lot of um uh, i guess kind of direction yeah. actually the teams that had what we call clear enablement so there was someone there who could help the team gel together so I was actually in charge of bringing those people together and getting them to understand each other mm-hmm. oh, who could great. help them find an idea and get clarity in that idea but ultimately just support them to get to the resu- result themselves mm-hmm. they had the best ideas by far mm-hmm. those mentors made all the difference in those teams oh, yeah. um, so I think that role is is super important you know whether you're just working as a group of peers or whatever someone mm-hmm. needs to take that role of clear enablement yeah, team facilitator. Yeah, team facilitator. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so do you think the deadlines are different for big and small agencies? Um, in my experience, yes. Uh, I w- would say smaller agencies work at a faster pace than the bigger agencies. I think that's changing. Mm. Um, but certainly when we have worked, which we don't do very often, worked alongside a big agency, um, yeah, it's you know we're we're kind of gone and finished and out the other side of the project while they're sort of still working on it. Part of that is budget. Part of that is just we don't have you know in a smaller agency you don't have all that hierarchy. The creatives are the ones presenting the work. They're in the meetings. They're taking the feedback. Mm-hmm. They're then going and implementing it themselves. It's very, um, it's kind of it's very flat in in, uh, in in the way a small agency is run and everyone has to take on multiple roles because there aren't enough people for you know to have someone in the meeting taking mm-hmm. notes and someone doing this and someone doing that so um, so everyone has to do a bit of everything and I think that is that's a, the, that's the way I like to work that at that kind of pace it's you know it's a bit more exciting mm-hmm. um, but yes it does mean that you're working a lot faster than a bigger agency and when actually we hire people at like Mr President, um, particularly more senior people, that is one of the challenges if they're coming from a big agency is it's like you realise how fast you actually have to work here to get stuff done. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever worked at a big agency? Yeah, I have. I have, yeah. Yeah, I was at ECD at uh, now Digitas. Yeah. Oh, cool. Mm. Was that very different then? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, massively different. I think my team was like 90 people and I had oh, seven wow. creative directors um, <laughs> who worked for me and, yeah. It was really different. You know, there's a lot of structure and um, it was a digital agency. So it still had a lot of that face to face creative stuff because you don't have the layers of account management so much. But yeah, it was a massive organization. We've just finished an internship at one of the bigger agencies in London. Mm -hmm. And we noticed that it took a long time to get work through even just a client. 
because it's such a big agency. It had to go through so many people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have, again, it's really flat. So my ECG, John, who is amazing, you know, in a traditional agency, teams would be working on stuff that would be signed off by someone who would get it signed off by John, who would get it signed off by me. And we're just too small to do that. So we tend to almost, you know, work, we work collaboratively and go, hey, have you seen this? Or blah, 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 have you seen that? And and John and I will actually be in there doing the work as well. And mm. um, yeah. Yeah, we notice that even like the deadlines get pushed sometimes a week, two weeks, three weeks. Is that mm-hmm. kind of normal? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, again, in bigger agencies, yes. Mm. Mm. Um, small agencies, probably not so much. The only, the, the only reason that we would push a deadline at all is because the work wasn't right or the work wasn't ready and we'd be really mm-hmm. honest with the client about that yeah. and say look you know we could have the meeting now but it's just not ready we mm. just need a little bit more mm-hmm. time and that does happen sometimes not often but it does happen and sometimes the brief changes and you have to rethink everything yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that, back to the drawing that board happen. that happens a lot <laughs> yeah. yeah so what yeah. happens when you don't make a deadline um again i think you, it's just about being honest and upfront so i've learned the hard way that you must speak up if you think you're not going to hit the deadline or if something is going wrong that 100% you have to speak up Mm. and let someone know about it you know number one it's not just your problem we are a team we are all working together to make great work um but the only thing you know that will really come down heavily on you is if you don't say anything and then you miss that deadline and that then it really is your fault so um you know it would just be if you're you know coming in as a young creative to speak up to let people know if you're more senior in the agency, you know, there are people like, you know, a great account person, a great client service person, and there are lots of great, you know, great client service people out there will be able to speak to the client or mm-hmm. get your creative director or whatever to speak to the client and just mm-hmm. say the work's not ready. Mm-hmm. Do you have any horror stories about <laughs> Yeah, I do. <laughs> I've got some horror stories in my past from actually when I, I mean, as I said, I learned the hard way, you must speak <laughs> up. Mm. had really difficult difficult project um and it was a very long time ago it was probably about 11 or 12 years ago where I was head of art at um, an agency mm-hmm. and I was running a massive global piece of work for a soft drink brand and it was an incredibly ambitious animation piece and it just wasn't going well and I thought because I'm head of art because I'm supposed to be in charge of this creatively I can't stress anyone else out about it. And I think mm. I was pregnant at the time as well. So I, th- I remember <laughs> having client meetings and having to like run into the bathroom and throw up and not be able to oh, tell anyone no. because I was before three months pregnant. And I'm like, <laughs> so it was all just a bit of a perfect storm. Um, and me being the kind of person that wants to make, you know, I guess nice in inverted commas, you know, didn't want to cause trouble, mm-hmm. just meant that this project went completely um, it was just never going to be delivered on time and it was a total nightmare and a real embarrassment and a really difficult thing for the agency to swallow and like 100% my fault because I just did not say anything. I just went, mm. yep, I'll just lap it up and I'm really tough and, you know, mm-hmm. you, you mm. are a team. Yeah. yeah. Things like that kind of make you, kind of give you that experience for later on. Yeah. I mean, it's also really good to know that you can go through an experience like that or like, you know, every, everyone's got horror stories. You can have terrible things happen and, you know, your career isn't over if you're working for a good place and if you learn from your mistakes. um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, we've spent lots of nights working last minute <laughs> on deadlines. <laughs> yeah, and we've gotten briefs that were one hour briefs and mm-hmm. things like that. It really stresses you out. Stressful, but kind of fun at the same yeah. time. I mean, that's yeah. the job. And you can only do what you do in the time that you have, exactly. And, and we're yeah. not, you know, we're making great, beautiful, well-considered things that will hopefully, like, reignite or ignite amazing brands in the world and, and you know, maybe do social good or maybe whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know... I know people say it all the time no one's going to die because of the work that we've done you know like at the end of the day the world will be okay whether or not we succeed or fail <laughs> yeah, yeah, <true>. so, <laughs> that's a really good way to it's think like about it's it it's only advertising it's really yeah. important to us and it's important to do it well but you know it's only advertising <laughs> yeah so how often has it happened that you had to change everything last minute you know what it it happens all the time the, you would like to think that the briefing process and the production development process to launching a piece of work is really straightforward and I think this is one of the big things that you learn when you start moving into sort of doing advertising professionally it's not like that the idea that you started with is very rarely the idea that you end with very rarely you know you produce so many ideas <laughs> in your life that never get made most of the ideas that you will produce between now and the day you leave advertising will never ever ever see the light of day and that's just how it happens but yeah so I think uh things are always changing and it's fluid and sometimes the client doesn't know how to articulate what it is that they want or you know sometimes you think it's the right path to go down and then you realize it's different so it's you know it's always a negotiation all the way up to when a piece of work has gone live Mm. yeah how do you keep your team like morale up if the client keeps coming back and back with these uh comments that are like oh maybe not or maybe it's not there yet I think, um, yeah. I, look, I think um, it can be it can be hard when clients are like that. I think mm. the bigger question there is, what has gone wrong with the relationship, or what does the agency not understand about what the client's needs are, or where is mm. there the imbalance of power or the lack of understanding that makes that happen? Because, you know, because that shouldn't happen, and if it is happening, it's something that more than likely can get fixed by talking more about the relationship and less about the work mm-hmm. you know so maybe taking a step back maybe you know putting a different you know from my point of view putting a different team on it mm-hmm. maybe um you know we've gotten cut too close to the work and we're being really precious about stuff that we shouldn't be mm-hmm. maybe that you know the client just isn't the right client for us or wh- whatever it is but there's it's always a symptom of something more underlying there's a gap somewhere there's a disconnect you exactly. need to figure it out yeah, yeah. exactly exactly mm. and I would say as well like some clients uh you know particularly big clients have on their side enormous amounts of approval and layers of approval and that kind of stuff as well and some of the lack of clarity can come through through that process mm. so having ha- having a process agreed up front mm-hmm. so x numbers of rounds of amends making sure that the decision makers are in the room they mm. don't come in at the last minute mm-hmm. which again always happens and always throws stuff off of course because <laughs> yeah. everyone says oh yeah they're not in the meeting but they don't really count and then they turn up at the last minute and you realize they really count yeah can we have um, x y and z changed please and yeah like, exactly oh, okay. <laughs> um but you know for whatever reasons but it's often as, as often like political or relationship based as it is work-based mm. So what would your perfect client look like? I don't know. I mean, we're really lucky because we, when we set up Mr. P, really made a commitment to only work with like brands who are doing really extraordinary things. So they have amazing products or they're, you know, doing enormous amounts in terms of kind of social good or, or they're building something like really interesting or of great quality. Um, 
but then also tempered with they just have to be nice people to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think so it's it's one of the reasons that we set up the agency to because that's how you get great work, having great relationships. And, I, you know, I love spending time with my clients. So it's nice to have clients that are really fun to spend time with. So I would say all my – I know that sounds really cheesy, but I absolutely love my clients at Mr P. I think they're brilliant. Oh, so good to hear. Yeah. So good to hear. Yeah. Actually, we had some new people start the other day from another, from a big agency in client services, and they were like, God – like, have you got a bad client in the office? I'm like, no, we don't, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's a life, isn't it? Yeah, it was really good. You always hear horror stories, so that's really, really good. Yeah, pretty sure. <laughs> What's the favourite piece that you've worked on recently? Oh, um, it's always kind of the thing you're working on at the moment. So I am doing a really exciting film for Moo, but that won't be up till the end of the year. Um, <laughs> but it's... It's really playful. And actually, this is a really, I know we're going off deadlines into working with clients, mm-hmm. but our clients there are brilliant and um, and they're super collaborative. So we work really closely with them and actually bring some of their team into our team mm-hmm. and work with them creatively. Now, a lot of agencies probably wouldn't do that and would go, well, the clients will make the work less interesting. But actually, it's made us so much braver because we can put ideas, like really out their ideas in front of them as mm-hmm. you know as part of the workshop process and we've just gotten to a really bonkers place with mm. them because they're a hell of a lot braver than probably <laughs> what we would have given them credit for had we worked on our own that's awesome. yeah okay so that's very interesting what we've been doing actually every episode in this series is asking our industry expert uh, a task that our listeners can go away and do um i think with deadlines this is actually quite interesting <laughs> because it's obviously such a stressful thing We've all experienced them. Mm -hmm. Um, But a few things that you might have, some really, really good bits of advice or things that people can go and actually actively do um, to just help people and turn that that the deadlines not into an enemy, into something that's really positive. Um, Good question. (laughs) Um, Look, I think there are a couple of things that I would do. The first one is um, you do get creative block sometimes. You know, Mm -hmm. you get stuck. is make sure that, or don't feel like you have to sit at your desk if you're completely stuck and you feel the pressure of a deadline and you can't move forwards, leave the office, yeah. honestly go for a walk, honestly go see an mm-hmm. exhibition or do whatever. I know everyone says it, but yeah. but it's really, really important. Go and sit on some grass and, you know, think about whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, that's so true because, like, when you've got a deadline but it's a creative deadline. You can't rush creativity. Yeah. And I always find that I'm like, I have my best ideas in the shower in the morning. Yeah. Just like, because you're like, you're emptying yeah. your mind. You've just woken up. You kind of yeah. had some weird dreams. And that's yeah. like, do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's, sort of, it's yeah. never at a desk dreams. when you're like, right, come up with something really creative no. for this deadline, for this project yeah. or no. this campaign. I so. actually find most of my good creative work comes like you. Yeah. In the morning, I try to walk to work when I can. Mm-hmm. So that's like about mm-hmm. five miles or something. And that walk is where I have all of my great creative ideas. I, you know, I have a lot of really wild dreams and I'll write them all down mm-hmm. as soon as I get mm-hmm. up. And then I'll be thinking about that and thinking about what's going on with work and connecting the dots, which is how creativity works. Yeah. And then again in the evening, if I've got something creative to do, I've kind of, sounds really weird, but I have a, process to get me into that zone mm-hmm. so which is basically I sit on the sofa I have a police procedural on because you don't need to pay attention to them because it's always the same story <laughs> but it yeah. distracts you just yeah. enough that you your creative mind somehow works a little bit better mm-hmm. have a glass of wine um 
and ideas flow mm. really easily. And I kind of set myself up physically in that space because I know that, that it will encourage great creative ideas. Yeah. Um, and the day I use for like managing stuff, meetings, emails, and and the rest of it, most of the time. But yeah. like I encourage everyone on my team as well just to get up and go do something. Um, there are some great. There's a great app. There's a brilliant Brian Eno app. I'm trying to think of its name, um, but it's a mobile phone app. Um, Oblique Strategies, it's called. And that's really good if you're stuck as well. So it just poses really peculiar left-field questions to you. Okay. Which, again, if you start then relating those questions to the task in front of you, sometimes unlocks yeah. an idea if you're really stuck. Um Sometimes, like, chop up the brief, mix all the words around and stick them back together in a random order and yeah. something pops out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's different different ways of just unlocking yourself so then you can focus properly and do yeah. the work. I'm quite old school in the fact that I still love a good brainstorm. Yeah. Put something in the middle, loads of things can spurt off and then you join the dots and you go, well, that's a brand new idea. Let's roll with that. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, all creativity is is, like, bashing two things yeah. together that haven't been bashed together before, right? So... That's also why it's really important to get out there and fill your head full of really interesting creative stuff yeah. and not just look at a computer because you will get ideas that are the same as everyone else. Very true. Do yeah. you, you, Elisa, Karina, do you have any sort of ways that you, any things that you do, tasks that you do when dealing with deadlines? Ooh, lots of them, I think. We I think <laughs> what happened um, a couple of weeks ago was we decided to go to the cinema mm -hmm. just because we knew the movie kind of touched upon the topic we were our brief was about yeah, female nice. empowerment yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and then we watched the movie what was it called again I feel pretty with Amy Schumer yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it wasn't it wasn't the best movie but it was really fun we swear it was work <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so we just went into the cinema and then we were watching the ads and while we were watching the ads like all these ideas came to us yeah. and we just started mm. writing them down yeah. and we were like, oh, I hope this movie never starts because <laughs> this is going great. Yeah, we're and like the, the geeks that like write down <laughs> notes in the movie theater. <laughs> yeah, we watched a movie and that totally inspired us. So love that works. That. Yeah, I love that. We also like to go on a lot of walks together and just like maybe get an ice cream and just sit down and stare yeah. at the water and hope something comes to us. <laughs> yeah. But I also, I also think a key to it is that we just really love what we do. Yes. Yeah. So, like, the projects that we do personally, for example, to get the attention of agencies, like, projects yeah. we send in, <laughs> like, little videos. Songs. Like, we, we write so many songs, we make mm. so many silly videos, and stuff like that just inspires you. Like, it, yeah. making yeah. it just makes your brain work yeah, differently. Yeah, I think there's something yeah. about the making that, yeah. that yeah. is really really positive in terms of creativity I think if you don't make anything and you're just stuck in your head mm. it's really difficult to find those little happy accidents or the, mm -hmm. the kind of interesting collisions of stuff along the way yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and if you if it's something you love you're always going to work so hard at it as well yeah. so that's great so ladies you've actually just finished the new blood academy mm -hmm. two-week yep. course talk yeah. to me about it tell me how it went it was amazing and we got so lucky that we were chosen to be part of <laughs> the 50 like top creatives to come to the academy mm -hmm. so yeah, that we was sent amazing. in really weird videos <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, i think mine was like i painted the story of my life with lipstick on my mouth brilliant. and that got me into the academy somehow love that that's brilliant that's creative. yeah that's great <laughs> yeah i just basically bragged about my modeling career but it also worked <laughs> <laughs> i love that i love that what would you say is the like the key things you take away from the two weeks or the biggest learning mm learning curve for you guys I thought it was really great two weeks I think my favorite part of it was meeting the international creatives because mm -hmm. I'm from Los Angeles and I'm a bit of an outsider here in the UK but we met people from Italy and Australia and Germany and 
everyone. So that was cool to learn from other people. Yeah. That was the best part for me. Yeah, and the speakers were also from all over. I mean, most of them were from London, but it was so interesting to meet all these industry professionals with so much experience and yeah. just talk to them. Mm -hmm. And it was also good that not... It wasn't just lectures. Yeah. Like, for example, we had this comedy duo come in. Yeah. <laughs> they were, I think they Fox were called Dog Fox Studios. Dog Studios. Yeah. And they were so hilarious. They were like two IT guys who decided to use their IT for humor. And it was just so funny. And everybody got so inspired from it. Yeah, we had to cook a hot dog with our telephones. And that was their <laughs> act. And it was just insane like so cool wow so it really did bring together a lot of different elements people from different cultures as well that you could mm -hmm. all learn from that's mm -hmm. brilliant massive thank you to our contributors laura elise and karina this has been make and break episode five the dnad new blood podcast in association with wpp so next episode is our final in the series and it's all about storytelling we'll have a script writer in who's worked on chewing gum and red dwarf i'm really excited about that so we'll be back with episode six <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.